Welcome back, baseball fans, to another exciting edition of On Deck presented by Deep Dive Sports. I am your host, Greg. I am joined, as always, by Jeff and Dom. What's going on, guys? Another day of Reds woes. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> what about you, Dom? Yeah, I'm just following the Yankees and Angels game right now. I'm excited to see uh, Shohei go against the Yankees. Yeah, he uh, he did... Uh, not so good against the Red Sox last uh, a couple days ago, so I was pretty excited about that. All right, on this episode, we're going to talk about how impressive that 13-0 start for the Rays was. Was it pure dominance, or are they just playing weaker teams? We're going to p- talk about player surprises, who surprised us, good and bad, so far this season. Also going to talk about pitcher surprises, who's been good, who's been cold. Early is shit rookie of the year discussions. I know we're only three or four weeks into the the season, but uh, some rookies are shining a little bit. We're going to go into some 2023 potential pitching milestones. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are really close to some monumental achievements. So we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, and talk about Clayton Kershaw. Um, we're going to do our fantasy baseball update. Uh, looks like, Dominic is uh, kind of leading the pack when it comes to uh, his division. So we'll talk about that. And then we're going to end the episode with that one fact about baseball, something that you guys did not know. We tried to stump each other. We tried to at least uh, give each other some knowledge about baseball that uh, you didn't have before. So we're going to start first with that 13 and 0 start from the Rays. The Rays tied the modern MLB record last week with their 13th consecutive win to start the season, matching the 13 and 0 starts of the 1987 Milwaukee Brewers and the 1982 Atlanta Braves. They still have the best record in baseball through the season's first like three and a half weeks. Um, so now they are sitting at 16 and three, with uh, Atlanta and the Brewers a little bit behind that with 14 and five. So. Uh, Rays still have the 16 and three record. So Jeff, I'm going to start with you on this one. How impressive is this 13 and 0 start? I'm going to say it's a lot more impressive than I expected initially. Like on paper, I was, they're just playing bad teams, you know, a lot of luck, but you kind of look at it, it goes a little deeper than I thought. Like they're beating the hell out of these teams. Like uh, they're beating the opponents so far by an average of five and a half runs. I mean, my Reds only gave up, you know, 17 runs to them over the last two days. Uh, whatever. They're the most of any team to start at least 8-0 and run differential. You know, they got the fourth best record in baseball since 2018, so you know this team's, you know, they're right there. Um, They've got, like, a really good farm system, and we've got flashes of a Rosarena during the World Baseball Classic, you know. We thought maybe he'd get off to a hot start, and he has. Um, They're the second youngest of the Guardians in the league. And on paper, like, again, I thought it was just bad opponents, but I think maybe there's more to it than I thought. Okay. All right. All right. Good thoughts. What about you, Dom? I agree to a point, but I don't know. I'm looking at their schedule. They started off against the Tigers, Nationals, A's, Red Sox, and Blue Jays and Reds. The only teams that they've played that have been at or above 500 have been the Red Sox and Blue Jays. And they, they lost two out of three to the Blue Jays. So, it I don't know. It, it's impressive how much they were winning by. But, I don't know. It, it seems like the first time that they actually went up against a team that's a legit World Series contender, they lost two out of three. 
you know, it's nice to to beat the A's nine to five and then eleven and zero in back to back games, but then to, to drop two straight to the the Blue Jays, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's impressive that they were able to win thirteen in a row, but I don't know. I take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. If if they started off against better opponents, like if they had played the Yankees or the Astros, yeah, the Astros in any one of these opening series and were still thirteen and zero, I'd be really impressed, but. The Tigers, Nationals, and Athletics. Now, those are teams that they should be. You know, are you implying those aren't lying? Those aren't contending teams. Fighting words right there. <laughs> well, talking about the you know teams and and how well they're doing. The Tampa has faced the the majors' easiest schedule with uh, an average opposing ELO rating of fourteen seventy. If you don't know what an ELO rating is, a system works by predicting wing probability of each side of given a given matchup based on the pre-existing ratings and re-rates. So that's, oh, that's 12 worse than the uh, second easiest slate, and that's, I think, the Los Angeles Angels, and they have a 1482 ELO. Um, so... The Rays were, before the season started, forecasted uh, to win 86 games and had a 52% chance to make the playoffs uh, before the season. And then that now has moved to 94 with an 83% chance of making the playoffs. So uh, obviously that ELO rating, um, you know, kind of did gives you a little bit of of an understanding of that they are are playing uh, the easiest schedule uh, baseball has as of right now. So. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, what that AL East shapes up to be. Um, every team is uh, decent, but the Rays seem to be uh, much more dominant in that capacity. So, anything else to add to that one, guys? I mean, yeah, I agree with you about the AL East. It's going to be a bloodbath. But then again, last year the Rays, you know, they made the wild card and they decided to hang a banner for it. So maybe another wild card banner where they lose those games. That's what they're going for. All right, so I have a question, Ian, because you talked about that before that they raised a, a wild card banner. Is is that a thing? Do I, I maybe I just haven't paid attention to notice? But do other teams put up wild card banners? No, I don't, no. <laughs> I mean, so, they just want to. And it, it, that kind of surprised me. Like a team like the Rays, they've had they haven't won a World Series, but they've had success. Like they've been to the World Series a couple times. Like. I'm okay with raising like an American League champion banner, but just because you made the wild card, like whoop de doo, you made the wild card. Well, maybe it's because that maybe it's because that um, stadium is so trash that they have to gloss it up somehow. It's like putting lipstick on a pig, and no no amount of banners can fix that stadium. (laughs) (laughs) I've been to multiple games in that stadium. It is without a doubt the worst on the field type of stadium everything else on the inside they've got a ted williams uh, museum in there that's pretty damn spectacular um i really love that because he put you know a lot of uh you know pride into the rays when they first started out and i think uh, you know a little bit of money involved um but you know everything on the field is just complete and utter garbage so i don't know well, speaking about garbage on and off the field we're going to talk about uh some Player surprises, good and bad, and pitching surprises, good and bad. So, Dom, I'm going to start with you on this one. Who are your player surprises? Who's the good one? And then who is the bad one so far this season? 
Um, I mean, for me, they're both hitters out of the American League. Um, or Nash, one's out of the National League, one's out of the American League. Um, I'm really impressed with Luis Arise out of Miami. I thought last year with the Twins, his high batting average is kind of just a fluke. Um, but I mean, he looks even better than he did last year with the Twins. He's currently batting 438. Um, it's by far the best in baseball. Um, my biggest disappointment uh, for the Guardians is outfielder um, Oscar Gonzalez. Um, thought after a great rookie year, he would kind of build on that. I wasn't expecting the exact same production, but close to it. And he's had a really, really rough start to the season. Um, I'm hoping it's kind of just a slow start and he figures things out, but it's looking pretty rough right now. Like it's at the point where um, Will Brennan is getting more playing time than him. So like he's, he's at risk of losing his starting job. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of baseball left. So, uh, you know, hopefully he can find his stride before, before, you know, he gets sent down or gets replaced. So, all right, Jeff, what is your uh, player ups and downs? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, um, starting with the good, like, I got to go with a guy who I had labeled as a complete total bust, and that's Jared Kalenic with Seattle. Uh, I mean, he's like the, what they name him, the fourth best prospect in baseball, you know, a couple years ago. And in those two years with Seattle, he batted 168. He had an OPS of 66 league averages, 100. I mean, he got sent down to the minors by the end of both years. And now all of a sudden, you know, his bat's looking good. Uh, he's got four homers so far. He's got eight ribbies. He's got three stolen bags. His OPS is uh, over 1,000. He's batting 315 right now. You know, he's only 23. So I think maybe his turnaround's finally here. All right. Impressive stats. All right. Go ahead. And then my bad, a lot of hype on this guy is Gunnar Henderson. Yeah. I mean, just like, I don't know what to expect. He's young. You, I know he's still figuring it out, but I mean, so far he's batting about 167. Uh, he's struck out over 22 times already, and he's getting outshined by Rushman quite a bit. And Warming Rushman's playing lights out, so that's 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 a completely different story. Yeah, he was Fair. my he's my rookie of the year, uh, you know, player to watch this when we started this year. So uh, <laughs> he's definitely uh, putting me in a, a little bit of shame. So, all right, well, uh, I'm gonna go with Rockies Elias Diaz. I mean, the kids basically he's turning into Johnny Bench. Uh, he, you know, last year he had uh, hit 228 with a 281 OBP. Um, and you know, that's not easy to do at Coors Field, but he must've been saving up for this year because, uh, he's been, uh, he's two, or I'm sorry, 419 OBP and is slugging, uh, 579, uh, kids, just a beast. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. My low or my, uh, you know, guy that, uh, I'm really disappointed is Josh Bell. What is, what is up with that power outage, uh, and the guardians? I mean, he, He's only batting like 109 with no homers through 12 games. You know, the, the team needs his power in that lineup, and it's just not happening. So I was uh, super surprised at, at that. And uh, hopefully, like, you know, we talked about before, that it's early in the season and we have a lot of baseball to play and some don't find their strides. But uh, moving to the pitcher side of it, uh, Dom, I'll start with you on this one. Is uh, good and bad surprises. Um, really surprised by Clayton Kershaw. 
honestly. I mean, he's at his age. Um, I mean, he's right now first in the National League in wins. I know it's kind of like a nothing kind of stat, but he's still, I mean, he looked good last night uh, to p- pitching as well as he is at his age. I think it's great for a Dodgers team that kind of kind of needs him. They're not looking as great as they maybe have in the past. Um, bad, I mean, insert any Guardians pitcher besides Shane Bieber. I mean, <laughs> um, it's, it's looking pretty rough. I know there's a lot of injuries with the rotation right now, but yeah, looking kind of kind of iffy for that whole rotation, honestly. Okay. All right, all right, Jeff. Jeff uh, what do you got? For my good, I've got uh, you know former Red, of course, uh, but Aroldis Chapman with Kansas City. He's kind of looking like his former self. Like I kind of figured with all his like off season drama and what happened with the Yankees, and then you know him getting arrested in Florida or whatever he was up to, but. So far, he's looking solid as a reliever. He's yet to give up a run. Uh, He's appeared in six innings, and he's got 12 Ks. So, I mean, he's kind of looking like his former self. Do you think that's because he's kind of out of the spotlight and he he can kind of just be – kind of disappear in Kansas City to show up and play baseball? I mean, it might be that. I mean, you've got a lot less pressure, especially not being at Ben Stripes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, with that Kansas City team, there's not a lot going for them. So, like you said, mm-hmm. that pressure to not necessarily have to be the end-all, be-all is something that maybe once he's a little looser in the mindset of the game, maybe he's just pitching a little bit better. Um, you know, I wish we would have discussed these picks beforehand because that was totally my uh, my pick. <laughs> So I'll just you know gloss over and go directly to my bad. When it comes you should know this happens to you every episode. We I always do. take your picks. That's extremely true. <laughs> I mean, great minds think alike. That's the way I'm looking at it, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, go ahead with your your uh, your low. All right, my low. We'll see if you got this one too. But I got Logan Webb. Uh, maybe it's just because he's on my fantasy team and it's really hurting. But he's zero and three. His ERA is over six. Uh, he's given up uh, five homers and 13 earned runs, and it's just painful. That, like, and he's supposed to be good this year, but painful start. Yeah, yeah. Well, thankfully, that was not what I had on my, my list. Uh, so uh, I'm actually going to go with a couple of guys, um, but it's it's on the same team, uh, kind of like uh, Dom did with the, the Guardians uh, insert player here. Um, but I'm going to go with the Red Sox and their struggling veteran pitchers. You've got uh, 2017 Corey Kluber and Chris Sale finished one and two in the AL Cy Young Award uh, voting. And in 2023, they are just horrible. Uh, I think that uh, Kluber's matchup with the Rays on Thursday, um, you know, they were combined one for four with the ERA well over nine. Uh, it's just none of these these – Red Sox pitchers can really do much uh, to win many games. I mean, I think they are still nine and five, but uh, that's been more on offensive put out than than what the uh, the pitchers have been able to do. So uh, I, I don't. know. It's a long season, like I said. I'm probably going to be re reiterate that a lot throughout this episode. But um, you know, don't look good to start out for them. 
All right. Uh, since we're talking about uh, pitchers, I'm going to go into the potential pitching milestones for the year um, before we move into that uh, rookie of the year discussion. So in 2023, we have a couple pitching milestones, actually about like six of them that I think is pretty amazing. Uh, so Zach Greinke is probably at this point um, about, I'd say, 100 shy of 3,000 uh, Ks. Kenley Jansen's uh, five shy of 400 saves. Craig Kimball is, I think, four shy of 400 saves. Justin Verlander is three shy of 250 wins. Adam Rainwhite is two shy of 200 wins. And then we're going to talk a little bit. We talked about him before um, with Dom's pick, but uh, Clayton Kershaw finally got his 200th win last night. Um, and I think he was second or third on the Dodgers list of all-time wins behind Dom Drysdale and uh, Sutton. So uh, really going to focus on Clayton Kershaw and Dom. I'm going to start with you on this one. How amazing is this accomplishment? And caveat side of that, how amazing is that these potential milestones are going to happen uh, this year with all these pitchers? I think it's great for baseball. I mean, to see, I mean, a lot of these guys, like I, I grew up watching a lot of these guys. I mean, Zach Rinke, uh, Verlander, Kimbrell, these, these guys have all been in the league for, I mean, years. I mean, the, a good part of my childhood and early adulthood has been watching these guys play baseball and to see them reach these achievements is nothing shy of really impressive. Um, you know, Kershaw getting the 200 wins last night. I mean, it's, one of the most dominant pitchers of his era playing for one of the most storied franchises in baseball. So that, that, that's an amazing achievement. I mean, you said he's what third all time and Dodgers wins. I mean, that's, that, that says something. Um, but I, I think the 400 saves with Kimbrell and Jansen, if they're able to get in, I, I think that they will this year. Um, I, I think that's probably the most difficult because you're, you're being asked to, to be in very high pressure situations to get those saves and to get 400 of them throughout the course of your career is that that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I think we're lucky when it comes to our generation. Um, I think that, you know, you have some dominant eras uh, uh, pitching, but just to be able to watch these many pitchers be this dominant for this long, it's just been so fun to watch. And so, super excited and happy for these guys to be able to accomplish, you know, what a lot of pitchers are never going to be able to do. So, but Jeff, uh, what is your take on all this? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you guys completely. I, and these are all guys that like, you just, you have to root for. Like you, you love to see these guys for just watching them for so long. Uh, I agree about Kimbrell, especially, I mean, he's not looking like he once was, so I don't know if he's going to be able to get those save opportunities. I did think it was interesting, you know, with the pitch clock. I was always wondering if he was still going to do his little swan thing that he does with his arms and watching the Phillies earlier today, and he sure does. So I guess it's worth it. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving on to Rookie of the Year discussions. Uh, so, Jeff, I'm going to start with you. Who is uh, early as shit Rookie of the Year uh, for you guys, AL and then uh, NL? Super early still, but uh, for the AL, I really like Logan Ohapi with the Angels. You know, he's he's a guy I've really started to like as I watch the Angels. Uh, he's batting about 250 right now. He's got four homers on the year so far, but he could be a he could be a helpful part of this Angels lineup that's obviously uh, quite a bit top heavy. And then my 
NL, I've got Corbin Carroll uh, with the D-backs. Uh, he's actually about the same right now. He's batting about 274. He's got four homers on the year. Uh, he's a guy I already I'm starting to right. like. You know, we watched him in that first game that he made his debut in. His parents dropped him off out front, and he's got his family out with him. So I think those are my picks, although I might have a dark horse on all right, well, we'll save that for after we uh, we say ours because that might be right. one of the two. Uh, Dom, what do you got for your your rookie of the year uh, AL then NL? Yeah, so the NL, I definitely agree with Corbin Carroll. I mean, he's off to an amazing start. Um, he's what the number two prospect in all of baseball coming into this year, and I think he's definitely living up to the hype. Um, in the American League, I got pitcher Hunter Brown for the um, the Astros. Luckily, I'm on my fantasy team. Um, he's 2 0, 17 Ks, uh, sub 2 ERA. I mean, for the guy his age to, to pitch for the Astros to have those kind of numbers so far, if he can keep it up, I think he's going to win rookie of the year. Okay. All right. All right. Well, with my uh, rookie of the year projections, I think I'm going to go with uh, Masataka Yoshida. Um, he's a seven year veteran of the uh, Japanese professional baseball team um he owns a 15.6 walk rate to a minuscule minuscule i'm sorry 6.7 strikeout rate um although his average is only 216 um i think the the hits are going to come sooner than later i think he just got to relax a little bit um he has six rbis through uh only recording six hits um, and what's impressive is his ability to get, get on base via the walk um so he scored I think eight runs in six games. So that's, uh, I'm sorry, eight runs in 10 games. Um, so he will be that 300 uh, batting average hitter uh, that I think that everybody wants him to be. And when it comes to NL, I think it's going to be a pitcher. And I think it's going to be uh, Kodia Senga, uh, New York Mets. Um, he's 30 years old. Um, again, you know, Japanese uh, professional baseball, but he owns a microscopic. 1.59 ERA across 11 and one-third innings, and he's got a 31.1% strikeout rate, which is, to me, just downright nasty. Um, so I think the biggest thing with him is, though, it's going to be this workload. Um, so he needs to pitch around 160 innings to uh, contend for that award. So we're not 100% sure that he's going to get that. But uh, that'd be interesting to see a rookie of the year. I, I can't even tell you. I mean, if, if you guys know, let me know. Um, when the last time uh, a pitcher has won a rookie of the year, uh, I, mm -hmm. I, I just don't think it's happened. At least it's happened in a while. So That'd be a good trivia question. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I don't know the answer to it. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for our rookie of the year discussions. Uh, next, I'm going to go a little bit over the um, standings as of right now. And I'm just going to kind of uh, tell you, see who's in the lead of their divisions. So American League East, uh, Tampa Bay Rays have a 16 and three record central. It is the Twins with a 10 and seven record. And Cleveland's right behind that in the central with a 10 and nine record. So, um, I mean, that's just one game behind. The West has got uh, the Texas Rangers with a 12 and six record. We're going to the National League um, East. Atlanta with a 14 and five Atlanta just looks crazy good. I think we're on eight in a row. They're just amazing. Uh, National league central has the brewers with a 14 and five record. And it's something that we've talked about a lot throughout um, these years is that uh, 
the Brewers are surprisingly good. And on paper, they should be amazing. And I think this year, maybe it seems like they actually might, uh, you know, potentially come to fruition. Uh, and then Arizona, uh, surprising to me, uh, leads the uh, National League West with an 11-8 and record. Uh, I had them not doing too good this year. So um, I'm uh, kind of surprised, but I think that, that a little bit has to do with the uh, um, Pretty, pretty good pitching from them and a pretty good offensive output. So uh, any comments on the standings as of right now? Yeah, I got a couple. Um, I agree. Super surprised by the uh, Diamondbacks. I thought they were going to be down near the bottom of the division, um, fighting with the Rockies for the last place spot. Um, mentioned this in, in our group chat off camera, but the Pittsburgh Pirates, they're surprising me. They, they were able to lose O'Neill Cruz. They're they haven't lost a step. They won three in a row. Um, I, I think was it last before we took that like hiatus for the off season. I kind of picked them as a team that could surprise some people and maybe contend around five hundred. They're looking looking pretty good right now. Um, how, they got a lot of young talent. And how good is McCutcheon looking right now? I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I it, it's like he found the the fountain of youth. I think he just needed to go back to Pittsburgh to revive his career. Oh yeah, you just put on that uniform, and it's like it, it, it's it's you know ten years ago. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the fantasy gods have not been kind to me, but it seems like they've been kind to Dom. So, uh, how is fantasy going so far for you, Jeff? I'm going to start with you on this one. Well, as we uh, just mentioned. Who was I super hyped about this last episode? But me getting O'Neill Cruz and course injured he's probably gone maybe at best we'll see him in august so that one was a pretty low blow so i'm a little weak to short stuff now but outside of that you know i feel pretty good i like my pitching staff and it's it's gonna be tough fighting these injuries this year we've had a lot of real bad injuries to start the year yeah i've had a few on the uh il already and i've had to adjust that so dom what do you got um, I'm really liking my team, and I'm really liking my team after some recent uh, free agency acquisitions. Um, currently struggling a little bit in my matchup right now. I'm, I'm losing it, actually, um, four, six to one. But overall, I think I have a really solid lineup um, waiting for Michael Harris and Bryce Harper to come back off the IL. Um, I still have uh, Tyler Glasnow and Robbie Ray on the IL for my pitchers, but Overall, I think I have a really solid pitching rotation with uh, Cole, um, Alcantara, Shane McClanahan, and Dustin May. Um, yeah, I, I think I got a really good team, and you know we'll we'll see. I, I I'm hesitant for when all these guys come back off the in, the IL because I don't know who I'm going to cut or who I'm going to have to package in a trade because who I have coming back off the IL are not guys that I'm just going to cut. So in the next couple of weeks, I got some thinking to do of what I'm going to do. So a little side note, you're talking about Bryce Harper. Um, I read something that he is going to not do any rehab starts and he's just going to come straight back. Uh, what do you guys think of that? Yeah, it's pretty wild. They said that he's even like, like he had to play first base so he can come back sooner and not just be stuck in the outfield. Yeah, I saw that. Well, the, the Phillies have a really solid outfield to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I, with his age, you know, he's, you know, north of 30 now. It makes sense. I mean, they, they lost Reese Hoskins for the year. 
there's a glaring need at, at first base. If he can come in and be half decent, I mean, he doesn't need to be a gold glove winner. You know, if, if he could just feel the ball and still be able to use that bat in a lineup, I think that's great. All right. Well, talking back to our, our uh, fantasy, um, we've split it into uh, two divisions, the East and the West. And uh, I am in the West currently sitting in second place with eight and 11 and three. And then uh, Dom is in the West with Jeff and a few others. And Dom is 14, five and three, and he's leading that division. And Jeff, you're in third place with a 12, eight and two. So third place in that winning record and you're in second with your losing record yeah Yeah, it's crazy looking at the at the standings the west division so there's five teams in the west division four of them are over 500 in the east division there's four teams and only one of them is over 500 and that's that's crazy like one team that's going to finish third in the west probably with an over 500 record is not going to make the playoffs Yeah, all four of those teams, those one through four in your team are better than anybody in my division, which is completely crazy. So this is going to be interesting. Let the shit talking begin uh, as the year goes on. Uh, I'm really excited Mm -hmm. about this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Pitching for me has been been my only saving grace. I think that my my lineup has not necessarily given me the runs and home runs and stuff that I've I've expected from them, especially Aaron Judge. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, moving on to that final topic of the evening, it is that one fact about baseball, and uh, we're gonna try to stump each other. And Jeff, I'm gonna start with you on this one. What is your one fact of baseball? So this one's a little different. Uh, I don't got a question really to stump you guys, but this is just something that happened and it just like, it took me by surprise. Uh, so uh, when the twins were playing the Yankees, me and Greg just talked about how we actually both bet on the Yankees and they got clobbered. Uh, the twins number four prospect actually made his debut that game and he got his first major league hit. And he also got his first major league home run in the same inning. So those two separate at-bats, those two milestones in the same inning, I was just thinking, damn, that's crazy. Like, how many times does that possibly happen? So do you guys know how many times that has happened since uh, 1974? Let me guess, once, and it was this occasion. See, that's kind of what I was thinking. But believe it or not, he's the fourth hitter to do so. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I mean, Brito... Man, he just got blown up that game. Oh, yeah. Nine runs in the first inning was just uh, – So, it, what what were those other three guys? So, if he's the fourth guy to do this, who were the other three? I know. I couldn't find them. Uh, the only thing that I could find is that he was the fourth hitter. <laughs> but, of course. That, that's pretty crazy. All right. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. All right, Dom, what do you got? So – Pace of play and how short the games are now has been a pretty big topic so far this season, right? So what is the fastest major league game like ever recorded? Oh, I think I know this one. I think it's 57 minutes. Man, my guess was going to be nowhere near that. (laughs) Pretty damn close. 51 minutes. It happened September 28th, 1919 at the Polo Grounds. 
And so it was a game between the, the New York Giants and the and the Phillies. 51 minutes. That's, wow. That's nice. You know, I, I hear people all the time like, oh, the game's too quick now. Well, look at games early 1900s, you know, 1920s, 1930s. They were hour and a half sub out like sub one hour games. That's crazy. crazy. Hey. All right. Well, mine, a little bit about future projections of, of what a player could possibly be. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to go with my Red Sox and it's a statistical anomaly. Say that three times fast. Um, those things I know Jeff uh, loves those. So that I kind of thought of you when I uh, was doing this, but so Raphael Devers hit his 146th home run uh, the other day at, with his, um, 2,751 at bat. So 146th home run, 2751 at bat. What other player has also hit his 146th home run at his 2751 at bat? Oh, man. There's no way it's also a former Red Sox, right? It has to be. I feel like he wouldn't have brought it up if it wasn't a former Red Sox. Man, hmm, a lot of homers. Got to think of homers. I mean, on the Red Sox, homers, you think Big Poppy. 100% correct. Rafael Devers and David Ortiz both hit their 146th home run and they're at their 2751 at bat. A statistical anomaly. It just blows my mind that that could even be possibly a thing. Um, and so yeah. that's where I talk about little future projections of what Raphael Devers could possibly be. He's in the company of Big Poppy when it comes to those uh, those milestones. So that's pretty amazing. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm a little mad at myself because I'm pretty sure I was watching that game because now I feel like I remember them bringing that up. Because that was the homer that just went right past Pesky Pole, right? Yep. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do, uh, does you guys have anything else? Anything that we uh, we glossed over, or anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh, exciting. Well, talking about pitchers, I do just kind of want to throw out the fact that the two leaders in ERA this year are both former Reds that we traded away last year: uh, Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray. Dang, at least you guys were able to resign Hunter Green. That is true. And of course, now yeah. he's hurt. He took a ball off his shin. And he got hit straight back at him. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm hoping for you guys. He gets get a sub four ERA. That's right. Got a lot of you good young talent. So maybe if oh, somehow yeah, definitely. our bullpen gets figured out, I think we're gonna you know hopefully the Guardians uh, do a little bit better. But so far, our all of our teams are not um, doing fantastic. So. Again, as I said before, lots and lots and lots of baseball to play, but uh, that does it for this episode of On Deck presented by Deep Dive Sports. Make sure you download us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Music, Spotify, uh, Amazon, and until next time. Baseball is America's pastime. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of On Deck as much as we have. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at deep.dive.sports. Or download us through Amazon, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. As always, we are On Deck, presented by Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.